Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. Hey, what's going on everybody? It is the Reitzel Bros. We're at an unknown location right now, top secret. We haven't recorded here before, but we wanted to hop on for a New Year's, well, I guess a New Year's Eve video. Tomorrow is the beginning of 2020, so super excited for another fresh decade. Uh, but on this episode, if you don't mind going to the notepad there, Matt, on this episode, we're gonna be talking about if you should self-manage or if you should hire professional property management. Now, this is a question that we get asked, I mean, I would almost say daily working with investors and within within the investor club, we get asked this so often that uh, we can make dozens and dozens and hundreds of videos on this topic. So this by no means is you know the right way to do things. This is more so just us sharing our thoughts on it for beginning for beginner investors, for intermediate and for advanced investors, for everybody in between. So I guess let's jump in. So I think there's there's too many parts to think about. Uh, you know, the, in regards to managing, or sorry, in regards to hiring property management, I think why, why you should consider hiring a property management company. So this would be like hiring ABC property management or XYZ property management. So there would be a third party company that you would hire to look after one year rental properties, two year rental properties, or all year rental properties if you have multiples. Um, and I think one of the big benefits is it turns it into a true business. So for a lot of investors, uh, they have say two or three or four properties, which is amazing. That's, that's incredible. But they're managing all the properties on their own. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think at the end of the day, it becomes a bit more of a job than they anticipated because the majority of people, they get into real estate investing for the options or for the wealth and for the cash flow and for the opportunities that investing in real estate can give them. But then they end up, you know, dealing with tenants every day or, you know, every week or whatever. And it becomes more of a job than what they expected. So I don't know if you anything to kind of, you know, kind of jump in on that point at all or... I think there's definitely, there can definitely be pros and cons to both sides of the coin. We've definitely sort of stated our opinion on it in the past with leaning more towards getting your properties managed by a professional. So we will discuss some of the reasons why, and I guess we could start off with why we think you should actually get your properties managed. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to owning investment real estate, we... It kind of in our training with um, with getting into all this was you looking at your investment properties as a business. Yeah. So when you have your properties managed by somebody, you have one point of contact, which is really nice. You're not like if you own multiple properties, you're not communicating with all these separate different tenants. Yeah. Um, and also because and one of the main sort of benefits that I see in my mind is just hearing the stories of people dealing with their own tenants. And again to each their own. I I think if you own investment real estate, you're winning regardless. Yeah. 
But if you're if you own one property and you're getting one phone call a month from your tenant with issues, then you own two properties and you're getting two calls a month yeah. and then you're looking at, you know, expanding your portfolio and you're thinking, okay, this third property looks really good and then in the back of your head you're thinking, well, am I going to get that third call this yeah. month? Is it going to be on Friday night when I'm out on date night or when I'm hanging with my friends or when I'm when flying out the, the country or whatever? Various different things. Yeah. And it can be kind of that drunk monkey in your mind that limits you from expanding your portfolio thinking, you know, is this going to be more work? And I think if you're managing it yourself, of course, it, it, it likely will be more work. Yeah. So that can be a limiting factor for people when it comes to looking at expanding your portfolio. And we think that... That's actually a really big factor when it comes to growing and um, kind of limiting yourself in a way that you might not realize that you're doing it. Yeah. Um, so for somebody who is looking to get into their first property and they're, and they're asking us, should I get property management or should I manage it myself? Really, it's like, do you want to learn everything that a property manager a property manager does just so that you can hire one in the future because a lot of people think well I'll just I'll just manage this first one myself and figure it out mm -hmm. yep. and then when I get two or three or five or whatever properties then I'll hand it over to a property manager and I kind of think about it in the reverse way it's like if you get your first property I think it's totally worthwhile just to get it managed and then <laughs> maybe in the future when you have five or ten or 20 doors then you could shift and turn into the property manager once you've like quit your job and that right. that can be one of your part-time things to keep you busy is yeah. you're the person who goes out and you collect the rents you're dealing with all the calls you're doing like you know managing the snow removal and the lawns and all that stuff it's just a, a bit of a mind shift i think because of course there's benefits to managing it on your own oh totally you get to learn everything yep. that there is there to do and personally with us it's we we just kind of skipped that step mm -hmm. like mentally i just didn't really care all that much because i know somebody's going to be handling it anyway so i don't it's just it didn't really seem very necessary for me knowing that as we move forward it's all just going to be managed anyways yeah and i think too to, to kind of jump on your point i think it's it's so powerful I think as humans, as investors, but more so just as humans as general, uh, you know, we can kind of get in our own way, right? We can get in our own way of growing our wealth or growing whatever that we're looking, you know, to have growth in in our life. And in regards to investment properties, you know, self-managing can kind of be that thing where it's stay like it's 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 limiting you from growing and you don't even realize it. And there's so many times where, you know, we're working with investors, we bring them an amazing property and it's like all the numbers work. It's a great property. It, you know, it matches their criteria and then they don't pull the trigger because they're busy. You know, they're busy with all their tenants or they're, you know, you know, one of their tenants is moving out this weekend, so they need to go and clean it and they just can't do anything because, you know, because you're dealing with cleaning that unit this weekend or painting the unit or whatever. And I'm not judging, that's fine, but kind of back of my mind, I'm like, oh, because this is another, this is, this could be your third property or your fourth property or your fifth and you're letting self-managing, even though you're learning a ton, it's not discounting that, like you're learning so much, but you're you're now allowing that to hinder you buying that fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever your second property when if you just had it 
professionally managed, you would, I mean, potentially then you would still go in and paint because you would still be involved. But I think you would just have more free space in your mind to look at more opportunities and to potentially grow your portfolio, right? And it's just, it's, it's a subtle thing that I don't think people realize. I mean, because the majority of investors that we work with, I like, I guess I don't know the percentage, so I, I'm not going to say a percentage because <laughs> <laughs> I'm known for doing that when I don't know an actual percentage sometimes. Um, just because, yeah, anyways. But, you know, there's a fair amount of our investors that self-manage and they sometimes get in their own way, you know. And I get in my own way in so many aspects of life, so I'm not judging. It's just thinking about that and saying, okay, well, you know, paying a property management company to look after my rental property or look after my rental properties, the cost is actually extremely minimal, right? Like, I mean, let's talk about some costs. I mean, I know in our area, our property manager costs 6% of the gross rent and then half a month's rent to cover a vacancy. So it's 6% of gross rent each month forever, uh, assuming that the tenant's there and then half a month's rent to fill a vacancy up front. So if you're, if you're buying a property, it's vacant, and then they have to fill it with a tenant, it's half a month's rent. So, you know, for $1,500 or 750 bucks, you pay the property manager a one-time fee and then 6% ongoing. And to me, that is so minimal. Like, it's definitely an expense to look at, and you, when you underwrite a property, you include it, but in the whole grand scheme of things, it's so minimal. It's so minimal. Yeah. I think that that's what gets in the way for a lot of people is that five to seven percent of your gross monthly rent coming out right, right off the top yep. in in regards to expenses and i think that like of course it adds up like if you're if you're paying a thousand dollars like if your tenant's paying a thousand dollars a month for rent which probably isn't happening because yeah. it's probably more but just use a simple number but here. just for a simple number yeah. and it's six percent that's 60 bucks a month so mm -hmm. if you're if you're getting two grand a month you're paying 120 dollars and I can definitely see that, you know, it's just, you need to just overwrite it. Like, sorry, when you're underwriting the property, just put those numbers in when you're putting all your expenses in and just weigh the pros and cons. And I think we, the way we've been talking about it is either you're way on the, you're on the far end of self-managing or you're a hundred percent property managing. Right. And what we should probably discuss is that there is in between ground that's, yep. that's possible as well. Yep. So, we know some investors who have it property managed and whenever the uh, whenever the tenant has issues with plumbing or electrical, the property manager contacts the owner and the owner goes in and yeah. they do that work. So they're saving money because they want to be involved with the property. They want to go in and visit it regularly. They just show up to the property as the electrical person and they can still you know be in the property and right. be involved in that aspect and that could potentially cost you, you know, less with the property management, depending there's, there's a lot of different ways. You don't have to be a hundred percent managed or a hundred percent doing it yourself. There is a lot of in between that you can have a look at. So yeah, we know. Just, yeah, no. And, and, and it's such a good point because we know an investor that he will, um, he has a handful of properties and he's the long cutting guy and the snow removal guy because he's retired. So mm -hmm. he's the, lawn care guy and the snow removal guy he's not the owner so when he's going to doing all the work he's just you know the guy come on right? right but he doesn't have to pay somebody but he's also retired so he doesn't have anything to do and he enjoys doing it but for him that's kind of like a bit of an in-between where he's right. not dealing with the tenants he doesn't want anything to do with this so he has so he has a property manager that deals with it but then he steps in on some stuff and he's a handyman too so he 
you know, he does stuff in the properties as well when needed, but he's kind of found that balance for him that makes a lot of sense. It's like, you know, to go off of your, uh, to go off of your point before on, you know, hiring property management from the beginning, why would you learn everything a prod manager does just for one property? You know, get to 10 or 15 or 20 properties, and then once you go semi-retired, then take back some of the responsibilities because now you have more free time because you retired from your career or your business or whatever, and now step back and now you're semi-retired and take on some of the responsibilities and then start to be more of your own property manager is one way to look at it. It's not to say it's the, you know, the only way to look at it. And I just want to be crystal clear. If you decide to self-manage, I think that's great. There's a lot of learning that can be done. So this is us just kind of playing devil's advocate. I think overall, we definitely do lean more towards having your properties professionally managed. So we're definitely going to be open and honest about that. That's definitely where we lean towards. But I do see a lot of benefits in self-managing your properties for learning the tenant landlord laws uh, you know dealing with tenants you know because a lot of different personality types and how do you properly deal with tenants making sure they're taken care of there's so many different things that you can learn when self-managing but i think grand big picture wise um having professional property management is the way to go and then once you even then once you hit a certain level of scale with 30 or 40 or 50 units then then consideration can start to occur of maybe building your own property management company in-house, right? And that's something that as you go down the path of investing and you really start to build it out well, you can consider you know, hiring on John full-time to be your property manager and pay him a salary. And now you have you know, rights of brothers property management or XYZ property management and it's, and it's your company and you employ somebody, you have them on payroll. But that typically happens as you as as you have more scale and as you have more properties, because then you look at your expenses of saying, I'm paying 6% overall the properties to a property manager when I could pay somebody, you know, a salary and it'll right. probably it'll probably work out to be less, potentially, depending on the numbers. And now you have more sway over that person because they're on your payroll, right? Which that's a whole another episode, <laughs> but just tough to think about, right? So, I think overall, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up this episode. Yeah, I just want to add something. Yeah, like, please. This is probably part of the wrap up, but the things I think if you're if you're considering um, this question yourself, should I manage or should I get a property manager? You just need to consider a few things, like how much how much time do you have in your life yeah. that you want to like that you want to commit into your properties if you don't have a lot then definitely lean towards getting it managed if you have a lot and you want to be more involved then i would say lean more um maybe towards self-managing it's also it could be a personality type thing you want to have more control or you yeah. just want to be hands off um it could be a financial thing too because maybe to make the numbers work you got to self-manage it but i also want you to consider like what's your time worth when you could be doing something else mm -hmm. so i mean it's it's definitely something that you want to that you want to consider because it's a it's a big decision um but yeah what were you yeah. no i mean this is this this topic is is extremely um yeah, i mean i can just get really passionate about this topic because i feel like it can be you know kind of the key to helping an investor really grow their portfolio 
and also on the flip side just have a way better quality of life because a lot of these investors they're working you know like like anybody they're working 50 60 hours a week or 40 hours a week or whatever maybe they have a business where they're working 70 or 80 hours a week and they're just they're putting in so much time and now they got to go and deal with their rental properties when they should probably just be home with their family right and you know to each their own as 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 we said numerous times on this video to each their own but you know it's a, you know it's important to take everything into consideration and just realizing like you said what is your time worth and also think about your quality of life because i don't think any of us got into owning investment real estate to deal with tenants like i love dealing with people like i love humans you know but I, like, I didn't get into it to deal with tenants. I got into it for the return on investment, uh, you know, for the equity buildup, for the cash flow, for the long-term wealth, and for the lifestyle that all that brings, right, over time. And I think keeping that at the forefront um, can potentially allow you to make, uh, you know, a simpler decision when you come to the crossroads of, should I self-manage or should I property manage? Uh, I think lifestyle should be at the first I mean, kind of the first thought that what kind of lifestyle do I have? And also what kind of lifestyle do I plan on having as the years go on? And then kind of work backwards from that, right? So that's our episode on should you property manage or should you uh, self-manage? Um, if you if you enjoyed this episode, please smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. We actually just hit 100 subs, so we should probably do something about that, a little video just saying, super excited for that. But if you have any questions about this, obviously feel free to reach out. Our emails and our contact information will be in the information below. Have a great day, everybody, and we will talk soon.